This is a Speakeasy production. Welcome to Stardust and Dragons. This is a homebrew D&D podcast. I am your host and your dungeon master, Brandon Hatcher, and we have a wonderful cast today. Uh, starting with Christian, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Christian Hatcher. I will be playing uh, Brendan Dinehart. Uh, you'll meet him a little later. Um, I'm an actor, singer, dancer. Um, I'm producing this show and mostly editing it as well. But uh, yeah, that's me. Cool. Uh, I'll go next. I'm Dan, Bob Dan Wood. I'm a stuntman, actor, writer. Um, love movies, love comics. I'll be playing Flip O'Donnell. Can't wait to get started. Uh, I'll go, I guess. My name is Max. Uh, I have no exciting career choices to speak of, but hopefully I'll be helping edit this. Uh, I also appear on other D&D shows in my free time and love this game forever. So I'm super excited to play. Hi, uh, I'm Raina, designer and artist by day, dungeon uh, crawler by night, and I'll be playing constant. We have a wonderful uh, story for you guys tonight. Um, we're going to take <laughs> you into the galaxy of Haley, the Haley galaxy here. Our story begins with Lyrax, crown me. Smoke fills your lungs and soot burns your eyes. Screams pierce your cat-like ears as you run through the forest of your home planet, Achilles. The once green and lush landscape has been painted over by hues of red and orange. You look above you and you see a large ship with cargo doors open and rows of magic users in uniforms spewing out gouts of flame on the landscape below. The landscape of your homeland, of your people. This is the Day of Flame. Lyrax, you run through the jungle and you hear someone calling for help about 20 feet to your left. Help! Help! <coughs> someone, please! You turn and you see a tabaxi man struggling to lift a large tree as flames consume the branches and leaves, hungrily creeping down the bark. Uh, he turns and he, he looks around frantically and he sees you. Prince Lyrax, he calls. My daughter! Over by, uh, you see a small, unmoving child pinned underneath the base of the tree. What do you do? Lyrax will rush over as, as fast as he can. He's extremely nimble as he darts to the trees and he'll try and support this tree and, and help get this girl out. Uh, give me a strength check, please. 
Okay. First roll of the campaign. First roll of the campaign. Uh, can I argue for... Never mind, I'm not even proficient. Strength check it is. What have we got here? Let's see. A 17 total. A 17, Lyrax, you, your claws dig into the bark as you lift up the tree with all of your strength, and the tree lifts surprisingly easily. It's lifted and tossed about five feet away from you. Wow, you, you kind of look down at your arms like, whoa. Um, you look up <laughs> and you see on the other side of the tree, your mentor, the paragon of what it means to be a paladin, Animos Honormain, standing before you, his gleaming breastplate, a shining beacon against the light of the flames. And you, and you gather that he was on the other side of the tree and he kind of helped you up, lift up this thing. Uh, he stares you directly in your eyes. Lyrex, grab the girl, let's go. Yes, master. Uh, you, he, he stoops down and he, he cradles her in his arms. And... Thank you, thank you, Prince, okay. uh, her father says. Um, you, the girl's father in Animos, race through the forest. Animos leading the way, leading the charge, cutting through the blazing trees with his broadsword to forge a path ahead that's safe. You guys make it about 50 feet when the, suddenly a big gout of flame from above hits directly in front of you. Um, Lyrax, you take nine points of damage as you are blasted back and knocked prone from this flame. You're, you, you look around dazed, regaining your vision. The sounds around you are muted and your vision's kind of hazy. From your back, you look up and you see the massive transport ship above you, head coming forward, spewing flame from both cargo doors on either side. You look around at about 20 feet of you, 20 feet from you, on the other side of a flaming brush, you see the girl, cradled by your father. Both of them lie still, burning. What do you do? He's gonna rush over and... Back in his princely days, he would have definitely had a huge mantle of some sort. He's gonna try and put them out with it. Douse the flames. You, you get up and you kind of head towards the uh, two burning bodies, but then through the brush you see enemy troops walking towards you led by a towering Goliath wearing striking red and black armor. Uh, the, fa the father and daughter are, about, are still about uh, 10 feet from you as, you as you move 10 feet towards them. Um, but there is a, there's a brush kind of in between you that's also on fire. Uh, you, you look and you see the Goliath calmly walk over to the father and child, and he kind of moves their head with the front of his boot, covered in mud. The father winces in pain. You see that he's still alive as he clutches his daughter's small body close to his chest. She's not moving. Please, please don't do this. The Goliath looks down at the broken man. Your leaders aligned themselves with Aurora Industries. We gave the rest of you every chance to halt this pointless crusade and join us, yet it fell on deaf ears. These are the consequences of your own actions. And you watch as in one swift motion, he draws his sword and drives it into the man's skull, killing him instantly. The other troops behind him exchange looks. Uh, C Commander Brickham, sir? The Goliath turns away from the burning corpses, facing his troops. You know our orders. They have violated the terms of their contract negotiated by their world leaders. They are rebels and enemies of the state. Nothing here lives through the night. Yes, sir. The troops scatter, and you feel a hand on your shoulder as Animus whispers, Come, Lyrex, we must regroup with the rest of the Golden Mains. There's nothing we can do for them now. Some low lengthy growl that emanates from Lyrax's throat. He looks on with a fury, red tinging his vision. Animo says, 
Lyrax, remember, control your emotions. We must do what is we must do what is best for our people. And he leads you away from the burning corpses, and you can still hear the the flames and the cries of your people all around you. You wake up, drenched in sweat, inside of your cramped, dingy one-room apartment, a far cry from the palace that you used to live in. Would you please describe yourself in the present day? Of course. Uh, clearly very startled from the course of events in his dream. He gasps as he wakes up and you see a tall, well-built, very floofy, Leonin tabaxi hybrid of sorts. He has a very striking golden mane, which is clearly conditioned very excellently every day. Uh, his fur itself also matches this hue, a little bit of a darker shimmer to it. And he's not dressed in anything particularly nice anymore. In his dream, he was in his royal armor and his royal cape, but in this, he, he is wearing the remnants of a bartender's uniform, the vest thrown on the nightstand, his pants strewn across the floor, and he collects himself and rubs his face. <sighs> Not again. His striking golden eyes looking very pained this morning. You take a moment to collect yourself in, and you uh, reflexively open the drawer of your bedside table, digging around the various crumpled eviction notices, and you take out the holy symbol that Animos gave to you as you reflect on your nightmare, just kind of holding it in your hands. This is the same nightmare that has plagued you every night since you left, every time you rest your head. You check the time and realize that it's almost time for your shift at the bar. As you get yourself together and you leave, you open the door and you see yet another piece of paper stamped to your door with eviction notice printed in bold red letters. I get the point already. You don't have to keep putting them here. You breathe a deep, heavy sigh as you head down the stairs and head towards work. How many days is on that eviction notice? <laughs> It just says imminent. <laughs> imminent? <laughs> it just oh, says dear. imminent on it. Far, far above Lyrax, in the skies, in the stars, in the vast expanse of space, amidst the twinkling of the stars, an old rusty starship soars through the cosmic abyss. On board this vessel, two hardened bounty hunters, Flip and Brendan, pursuing their next targets. Their reputation precedes them as they are known across the galaxy as the two short men. As they close in on the quarry, the elusive Big Ben, tension hangs thick in the air. Their pursuit has taken them to the outskirts of an uncharted system where danger lurks around every corner. Completely zoned in, focused on claiming his prize, Brendan Dianhart expertly pilots his ship through the treacherous asteroid fields as he matches his prey's every move. Christian, will you please describe Brendan for us? Brendan Dianhart is a halfling. He's like a mixture of a, a Doc Brown and uh, some punk kid. Uh, he's uh has some wild hair, but has um lots of things like uh, guns and and uh, <laughs> magical trinkets all over himself. 
Um, so if anything, he'd be like, uh, like almost looks like an alchemist, but uh, in this game, he is playing an artificer. Um, Mr. Brendan Dinehart uh, has a grizzled looking face. It's old because he is a very old man. Uh, he has what him and his partner call a speed suit on, which is basically like a giant onesie. And, uh, he also has a pair of overalls on top of that that carries, um, a lot of his trinkets and things. Finally, he has, uh, three belts. One belt is, uh, you know, going around his waist like a regular belt would, and the other two belts are actually, uh, bandoliers across, uh, each side that has, um... Funny enough, not bullets, but lots of, again, things that are magical, like some stardust and shiznit. Uh, and he's, uh, he's looking down, uh, at the front of his, uh, windshield at, uh, his, his next quarry, the one that always gets away. And along with Brendan, uh, the gunner, Flip O'Donnell, carefully watches the targeting system, just barely missing his quarry as he, t as he takes another shot at Big Ben. Dan, will you please describe Flip Forest? Um, Flip O'Donnell is, uh, like Brendan, an older gentleman of short stature. He wears a dark blue um, velvet suit. Um, he is quite fond of vintage clothing. Uh, he, he wears these small round glasses that fit around his nose. Um, his hair has started to bald and gray. It's almost, it's a snow white now. Um, if I had to describe the energy that this character brings, he's like if Winnie the Pooh saw active duty in Korea and uh, bought a gun in this, and he bought a gun in the state of Georgia. Um, he's got a very rosy demeanor, um, but uh, there, there is most definitely a loaded handgun in the suit of his jacket, uh, in his suit jacket pocket. Um, yeah, no, he's he's a he's a homemaker. He's a he's a cheery fellow, and he's he's always up for an adventure. Awesome. Flip, you light you light up the crosshairs on your tar your target, and you fire. But with some sort of death maneuver, he manages to just barely dodge out of the way as the blaster bullets hit an asteroid instead, uh, blasting debris all over the place. Despite these uh these fancy maneuvers, Brendan, this is nothing you've ever you've ever, you've haven't seen before. As you as you're able to uh easily keep up with him today is supposed to be today is the day you can feel it in your bones that today is the day that you're going to finally catch big fish as you guys inch closer and closer flip as as he as he gets closer and closer into, into the crosshairs seemingly out of nowhere a sleek black and gray ship weaves through the asteroids taking aim at your ship and firing your shields take 32 points of damage as you get uh, knocked into an asteroid. The cockpit shudders violently as it collides with it, and sh the shields kind of crack under the impact. Is that so? Do we got windshield wipers or something? Oh my god, Flip, you have a freaking radar! Huh. You always insist on using your eyes. Well, well you know, you lost those, what, how many years ago? There was air fucking fine, I'd Jeez say. Christ. There's no need to raise your voice. You, one of the two of them. We can't right. keep taking hits like that. The alarm starts to blare as the red emergency lights flood through the cockpit and sparks erupt for the malfunctioning consoles. Oh, shut up. I hear you. I know. I know. Stay focused. Yeah, I'm staying focused, but the alarms are kind of making it hard. I thought you lost your hearing a long time ago. Oh, uh, yeah, just like your side. 
Midbid begins to slowly creep away as the uh, sleek black ship uh, takes another shot at you guys. Oh, mother... Brandon, you damn get thrown out of your seat, crashing into the control panel and sprawling across the floor. We gotta let him go. I can't. I, we're not gonna be able to survive this. Groaning in pain, you struggle to stand up and regain your composure. Flip, I'm getting too old for this. We're pulling out? We, we, we gotta go. Let's, let's, we gotta no. go. Yeah, cut it off. Okay, uh, let, let me try and shake him. Your shield's cracking again under the pressure as you take another 10 points of damage. Okay, we can't, we can't. Oh my goodness, we're gonna die, Flip. He's gonna pin out, gonna die. Uh, Brendan flips a couple of switches on his, uh, on his dashboard. And, uh, he tells, uh, Flip, you better hold on. We're not gonna make it out of here unless I use the DC. Like, uh, buckling in. And, uh, he flips a switch on his console. And, uh, a giant red button comes up that just says, Do not push. Unless you have it to push. And, uh, he looks over at Flip and says, You ready? I'm all strapped in. Get yourself ready as well. I press the button and nothing happens. And then my, uh, my little, uh, my little homunculus servant pops up out of my, out of my, off my side. And, uh, he presses the button and gives it a little bit of juice with my hand as well. It gives me a little shock. And finally, we, uh, both start to hear, uh, clank in a metal. But he, in a huge explosion as the DCE begins to, uh, charge up and get ready to jump to light speed. As, as the emergency lights flicker, uh, Brendan, you and Chunk, your little homunculus service kind of exchange looks as you push the button and suddenly light begins to streak past you as you guys, uh, as, as the DCE roars to life, you guys, uh, find yourselves in light speed. You go flinging off into the furthest reaches of space, uh, further, f- far away from Big Ben and far away from whoever this black sh- this black ship was that that, uh, that attacked you guys um as you're holding on for dear life you guys go rocketing rocketing through space at light speed uh <laughs> i need both of you to give me a piloting check to uh try to keep this thing on some sort of course that's in a 13 yeah you guys uh not not like you really had like a course to begin with but you guys definitely uh, Brendan, as you're, as you're kind of fight, fighting to hold hold on to the uh, hold on to the controls here, you feel you feel the controls start to slip as you guys spiral out of control, um, just fly just flying through space at light speed, not really having any uh, not really having any sort of a destination. You guys just kind of rocket through space. You guys uh, head screaming towards this random planet. Uh, you guys uh, you guys break through the atmosphere and manage to crash uh, near a city. ourselves on the campus of one of Aurora Industries' large uh, research labs uh, for Stardust. Um, it's buzzing with a lot of activity. Rows of high-tech equipment and monitors line the walls. And inside one of these labs, we see a small, single creature frantically moving from station to station around her lab, her lab coat fluttering behind her all the while. Uh, Reyna, will you give us a description of Constant, please? All right, so Constant is 
Constant is a young woman of the smaller races. Uh, she could maybe be a tall half, a short dwarf. Not really sure. Uh, her ears are hidden behind just a mess of curls, clumsily cut, uh, short to her head. She's pretty unremarkable, aside from her just gigantic eyes, usually filled with focus, now wide and shifting like a hair as she runs from station to station, quickly gathering up scraps of paper, random assortments of articles and clippings. There doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason, but she seems to know what she's looking for. You gather, you gather up all of these uh, these little sticky notes and scraps of paper and sheets and stuff. You also And you also remember to grab uh, your vials of the shimmering sand, stardust. That you've been uh, researching. You tuck those away into your little lab coat, and just as you're about to leave, someone calls your name, uh, startling you. Uh, Bail! Oh, um, <clears throat> hi! You just like start shoving things in your pockets. <laughs> uh, you turn around and you see a familiar face, uh, Otto, Otto McEwitt, a trembling forest gnome uh, in a similar lab coat as yours with uh, glasses that seem to be a little too big for his face. He goes, um, oh, so sorry, I, uh, I didn't mean to scare you. Well, that scared, why would I be scared? I'm just, um, counting yeah. up some notes. Yeah, of course, I <sighs> just, uh, getting those together there. I could have, I could have knocked or something. I just, um, you know, I didn't want to disturb you. And then, who uh, was looking to be disturbing you, sorry. You're fine, you um, but did you, did you need something? Oh, no, I was, uh, just wanted to ask, um, are you ready for your, uh, your presentation this afternoon? Right, yeah, um, that's just what I was doing, you know, getting my notes together. I'm a little nervous, so. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, everybody seems pretty excited. Uh, you know, it's not every day that, uh, you get to present in front of one of the big wigs, you know? Yeah, um, have you heard anything about them? Uh, oh, about who's coming? Oh, no, I mean, I don't know, somebody from the board. You know, but um, gotcha. look, I, I know, I know, I know you're not supposed to, but can you give me a hint on what it is you've been working on? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, hint. Um, Come on, you can tell me. I won't tell anyone. I mean, I know I can trust you. Not like she looks around real quick. It's not like Williams around. Well, yeah, well, you know, he's just jealous. I mean, honestly, we all kind of are. Yeah, I might want to rethink that. Um, you know, just, um, poking around with the old Stardust, um, making us new formulas, you know, real, real boring stuff. Yeah, okay. Hey, you don't have to tell me. I get it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, look, I just, I just, uh, wanted to, um, say good luck, uh, on your presentation and, and congratulations. You know, we're, um, I'm glad you're here. She looks like she does genuinely want to tell him. Maybe not exactly what she's been working on, but something. But she quickly rethinks it and just shakes her head a little. Ah. Yeah, thanks. This is... She looks back at the lab. At the work that they've been working on. It's really been a chance of a lifetime, you know? Yeah. I can hardly believe what... What we've done here. Changing the galaxy, right? Changing the galaxy. That's what they tell us. 
you know, well, I should probably just finish this up. And... Right, right, of course. Yeah, no, I'm distracting you. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, fine. Um, by the way, have you seen Owato? Um, no, uh, not today. Okay, uh, cool. I'll just, I'll just leave it at her desk. And she just kind of shuffles a little letter back into her pocket. Okay, um, yeah. All right, um, sorry. I'm, uh, this... Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, see you. He just kind of, kind of sheepishly walks off. He gets to the door and he'll pause and turn back and give you another glance. And then she'll give him a little wave. And she walks back out and you are once again alone in the office. The conversation had managed to calm her a little bit, seeing a familiar face and having a normal interaction. But the second he's gone, she is just back at it like a small hurricane, just stuffing notes and pieces of paper into an ornate little book that she has. It seems to flip in and out of existence as she runs around the office. <laughs> oh, she'll leave her letter at Oatil's office or, or at her desk or somewhere she's likely to find it. It's labeled with her name, so she's confident no one else will open it. Everyone's pretty okay. considerate around the office. Yeah, you poke your head you poke your head out of the uh out of, out of your office and you look to your left and your right. You see the lab is uh moderately busy as it normally is, people walking back and forth. Um you uh you make your way through the lab doing a pretty good job at blending in. Um and yeah, uh you made it, uh you pass Oatil's uh little little cubicle area and you're able to slip in and just leave the leave the notes sitting on her desk. She's almost grateful that she's not there. She doesn't have to explain this very strange thing she's doing. <laughs> you take a moment to catch your breath and kind of survey your surroundings. Uh and you know you can't just walk right right back right back out the front door. You know, security, badges, scan and everything like that. So you continue uh kind of meandering through the hallways until you find yourself in a dimly lit empty corridor on the edge of the lab campus. Uh, standing in front of a large metal a large metal sign that reads restricted. Because that you know that this is the only way out of the uh out of the lab without being seen or being recorded. So far so good. How bad could be? Last leg. And she musters her courage to attempt to leave. <laughs> you had uh you, you you push the heavy reinforced doors open. They're not locked. Uh they let you they let you on in. Yeah, like I said, uh, this 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 area is uh, dimly lit. Um, very wide corridors, very uh, industrial. Um, only single little uh, little hanging lamps every like ten feet light the hallways. The, uh, uh, yeah, a far cry from the uh, from the uh, you can do it posters and the. Um, be in you know the be all you could be the the motivational posters in the lunchroom oh yeah like going from the apple store to a warehouse yeah yeah exactly um if <laughs> you uh attempt to creep um nowhere yeah. to hide there's not even no other no, no around to ask her her bumbling 
Yeah, as as you're just uh, walking this uh this uh restricted section, you see you see people. Behind. You you see different exper- experiments on uh, to your left and to your right, uh, people working on different stardust exper- experiments and um, other technologies. As you know, uh, Aurora Industries pretty much has their little fingers in almost everything in the galaxy at this point. Um, but we shouldn't supposed to be here. Um, you you turn a corner and you actually uh, run into um, another scientist, and uh, your and your research and your book goes flying into the air. everything goes uh goes flying goes oh oh i'm terribly sorry no, uh, sorry it's, it's my it's my fault i did here here let me let me help you i really wasn't looking where i was going hey look it's okay i'm, I'm not used to seeing a lot of people back back this way he starts to uh pick up the uh pick up some of your research and, and help you gather it uh, thanks um thanks she tries to like keep her head bowed as she um accepts her book back Oh, you're welcome. Um, here you go. Uh, are you, uh, are you lost? Um, I mean, um, I mean, I've, I've been here before. I, I, I've been here, just, um, I'm a little, um, fuzzy on exactly. Uh, no, I, I, I got it. I got it. I'm good. I know where I'm going. Okay. Um, are you sure you don't need any help? Where are you trying to go? Um, well, I was just, um, I, I was just going to uh, deliver these notes to um, a colleague, and um, they're not—they're not in today. So I was just going to meet them um, outside and just give them uh, these outside um, where they're waiting. Give me a deception check, please. Sixteen. Sixteen. Not bad. She's just like this guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. She's not acting. She's just, she's just making it. This is just her base level. <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, so, yeah, with the 16, he totally believes you. He has no reason not to. He's like, oh, okay, um, well, just, you know, be careful. The door's only open from the inside around here, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. so if you're stuck outside, you'll have to walk all the way around. Oh, yeah, I mean, gotta get those steps in. Right. Okay. All right. Take care. Go. You do. It'll walk off. I'll take the stars. She just um shuffles along even quicker now. <laughs> okay. Um, you make your way to the to uh to the back of the restricted section. Um, the restricted area of the lab, and uh, yeah, you see you see your way out. You see there's a door. Um. Sit, uh, sitting there at the end, at, at the edge of the hall. She puts her hands on the, on the factory grade metal and just freezes for a minute. Just everything that she's been doing, every everything she's going to do, finally sets in. And before she can think about it anymore. She pushes through and doesn't look back. It doesn't look back, leaving her, her, her colleagues, her, her friends. Her, her good benefits. Those good benefits, you know, employee of the month, you know, 
<laughs> Leaving all of that behind. Hey, all of her little figurines around the desk, all of them. Yes. Taking only her research with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Wonder what it is. Discovered. Super cool, super boring formulas, and nothing to see here. <laughs> What would you like to do? It's the question that every DM asks every player at least once in their career. And that question has led to more stories than any other question on the planet. But how do you turn that question into an amazing story? That is the question we answer on our show, How to Be a Better DM. For those crazy individuals who want to pretend like they can control the story, How to Be a Better DM is the perfect place to learn how to dungeon master without spending extra money or extra time. Join me, Justin Lewis, and my co-host, Tanner Wayland, as we give you tips and techniques to avoid the significant pitfalls of dungeon masters everywhere. We have episodes coming out every Thursday morning, and we can't wait for you to roll initiative with us. Go to monsters.rent slash podcast for more information. Did you ever fall in love with the library as a kid? It was a place where you could experience a thousand stories without having to buy a thousand books. That is what monsters.rent can do for your D&D campaign. You can rent and swap out as many quality miniature monsters and creatures for your D&D party as you could ever want, without having to buy them. You can rescue villagers from a kobold camp, or lead your party through the fighting forest, or many more adventures. We're coming out with new bundles all the time. Just sign up for our subscription to get access to your own personal library of minis. Go to monsters.rent to find out more. That's the website monsters with an s dot rent get your library pass to a world of minis today next we find the two short men after yet another botched attempt at catching the notorious big ben and cashing in on his bounty you find yourself shipwrecked on this planet dalmar brendan You've been working on the ship, trying to get it to start for a little over an hour. Uh, do you have your character sheet pulled up? Uh, I do indeed. Uh, if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see there's a new, uh, skill there. Give me a mechanics check, please. What you, what you can gather, what you can gather is, um, the rings on your ship are pretty banged up. Uh, so the, uh, you notice that the shields have been completely depleted. Uh, luckily the shields took most of the damage. From, from the crash landing, but the hole took some minor damage, so that'll probably need to be dealt with. Um, your, the DCE is overheated, damaging the engine, so you won't be able to get off-world until the engines have been fixed. 
However, you can't fly. Well, that's something now, isn't it, Flip? We can fly. <laughs> Not the best position to be in, I'll say. Things could definitely be better. Uh, yeah, well, you're, you're good. We're going to take the good with the bad. Now we can fly. You and I. So, hmm. Could be on a worse planet as well. I'm a halfling. Halfling, but yes. Let's... It could be worse. Speaking of, while Brendan... While Brendan is assessing the ship, Flip, you're actually looking up some intel on the planet you found yourselves on. Um, the planet you find yourselves on is called Dalmar. It's a Dalmar. class three civilization, which means that they aren't primitive. They're at least familiar with space travel and some advanced technology, so they probably have what you need for the ship. Awesome. You also notice that there's a, there's a city not too far from here called Mord. There may be a mechanics garage there. All right. Um, you want to go to the city? Yeah, I got one here. There's a, there's a place called Mord not too far away. Mord? Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. I mean... I don't see any... Well, it's not going to fix itself. I mean, again, good with the bad. This is the good part of everything, Flip. We're doing we're doing yeah. good. It's <laughs> the heck out of a class two or one planet. No offense to them, but... True, I, I need... We need to get out of here. Yeah, we kind of scare them every time that we fall from the sky in this, you know, rust bucket. Um, but yeah, uh, hop on in, yeah. or you can stay out there. It doesn't really matter. I'm not going to be flying too fast. I don't want to push the DC sure. or all the engines. <laughs> and I'll hop into my my good old spaceship. Uh, I'll turn my little key. Um, and as we begin to go, I would assume if everything's all busted up and jankly, instead of trying to fly this bad boy, I'm going to put uh, my ship in a kind of a land version, a rover version, and all of my rings will kind of turn into... Um, like their gyroscopic selves and instead of flying they'll go on the ground and they'll just roll along the ground so i'll drive it like it's a car almost uh towards cool. this why don't you uh, describe why don't you describe the ship for us sure so uh my ship is something that this we, rust bucket yes yeah, our rust bucket is something that uh i created or uh flip and i created over the years basically um if you guys have ever seen the incredibles it's like kind of it's shaped kind of like that thing those uh those little things that were attacking Dash when he was running across the water in the first one. I have uh, three rings that surround an inner portion of a ship. Um, it's shaped kind of like a bus. <laughs> the inner portion of the ship. It's uh, it's like a metal bus with uh, three rings that surround it. So, uh, other than that, I mean, I can get some a little bit more specific later, but if you could just imagine the magic school bus as gray, floating in the middle of three rings like a gyroscope, that is what my ship is. It's got a wonderful interior yes. as well. Uh, a bit outdated by some standards, but I don't. I believe it's yeah. Eagles. Uh, <laughs> fine leather. If, if you want to, yeah. one might wood say paneling. Right? It never goes out our, of style. Wood our paneling. Bit, uh, our, 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 yeah, our ship on the inside is something that you'd think of like in the was it seventies and eighties. Um, there's carpet. A 70s media yeah, there's, room. There's, there's carpet everywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you go inside. The sit-in couch is yeah, coming. There's, there's quite literally, if you, if you went into your grandma's house and looked around and thought about, oh my God, that she needs to remodel, That that's that's what this is. Because, you know, we are old men after all, and some of the classic styles never go out. 
So do you have the Volkswagen of space yeah, spacecraft? Right, I imagine like peace, like peace, love, <laughs> like your grandma's basement kind of. What a cool grandma, a cool one, but a cool grandma. It's it's oh, basically the basement yeah. from that yeah, seventy there's, there's, show. There's like that's yeah. Like I said, carpets everywhere. That's all you got to think about. Carpets and oh, wood paneling that's not actually wood. It's it's just we put up like you know the stuff you put on the ground for uh, kitchens that's like super cheap or on top of countertops and stuff like that. Yeah, like laminate. Yeah, yeah laminate. The, the, it's, it's literally all cord over. Cord? It's all or, over. Yeah, the walls. laminate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over the walls to make it seal. But uh, right behind <laughs> it is just metal. Just metal. I know we described the genocide a... right before this, but I think this might be the scariest <laughs> no, thing we've no talked talk about so about far. She's <laughs> beat. The rest of like, is that its official name? The rest bucket? Uh, I call it home. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it the rest bucket. Home, <laughs> home, home, home is where the wood paneling is, guys. Um, well, I think so the yeah, last uh, little thing, just to just to finish it off, um, our two like um, fighter chair seats, like on the bridge, those are just two old man recliners, decked out <laughs> old man recliners. It's they got the fuzzy have dice too, right? Thing where you can, uh, where it pops yes, out the the century yes. old oh, old yeah. man recliners. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Oh. It's amazing. Truly. So I put her in drive. I can and smell the inside of this shit. <laughs> Bot groove to end old bot grooves. Uh, so yeah, uh, Mord's not too far away. Um, luckily, uh, the emergency generator still works on this old rest bucket. Um, the ship's holding together fairly well, but uh, Flip, Brendan, you notice that um, the shields aren't regenerating like they should. It seems like uh, the shield generator might need repair or replacement as well. So okay, typically they regenerate on their own, but. That's yeah, I'm, it's my no, ship. Of course, I'm I, just checking. I know. That, that's another thing to add to the list. Everything that you talk about, yes, I, I can see the. It's 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 saying shield generation not happening. It's literally nah, right yeah. there. It's it's built for this. I flip. put it on the list. It's built for this. Okay, cool. Keep it on. Keep I'm making the keep list. All right. This list. I'm gonna keep driving. So, after a couple of hours of traveling, uh, you reach the city of Mord. The first thing you notice are the large smokestacks belching out pollution that covers the whole city in a grayish smog. Everything seems to be built around the Stardust refinery in the center of the city. It looks like a labyrinth of high-rise apartments cramped together to maximize the space. The refinery isn't as tall or as cramped as the living quarters that surround it. It's more like a campus with multiple buildings placed around the property in the center. You see security towers on each corner of the campus. Aurora Industry security guards watch as you fly by. You spot a small spaceport on the edge of the city, and you pull the ship in there. As you, uh, as you dock your ship, uh, lower the, uh, as you dock your ship and exit, a security guard approaches you. Uh, he looks fairly uninterested in what's going on, like he's just doing his job. Um, he says, uh, just need your identification, please, and it'll be 10 credits to use the port to start. Oh, snap, that's, that's a little expensive, Absolutely. sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's it's not so much that it's expensive as it is that you guys oh. just don't have that much money. <laughs> oh, I no, don't know. I said what I said, sir. It's a little expensive. Um, let me think about this. Uh, what's your name, sir? First off, uh, Jared. Jared. Lovely nice man. to meet you, Jared. Um, yeah, it is. It, this is like, 
I'd love to meet your mother, the person that named you Jared, Jared. <laughs> um, excuse me, sir. Um, how about, how about, can we get a, an old man discount? Senior citizen? That's us. It's 10 credits. You don't have 10 credits? You know, I, I, you know, that's why I'm saying an old man discount. I, I only get so much money from the government every, every month. It's a fixed income kind of policy. Fixed income. Uh, Please, Jared. Uh, Please. He kind of... Now, Jared's a human, so he kind of so he kind of looks over you because you're a halfling. You're kind of short. He he looks past you, and he looks at the state of your ship. And he's like, uh, uh, "Yeah, sure, five credits, and I'll need you, and I'll need your IDs, sure, please." Yeah, sure, 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 thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sure, kind, five, five credits. Thank you. Thank yeah, very you. Kind. Very, very shit kind. Was his, his ship was my man's. Because I'm gonna hand him. Uh, five. Mm-hmm. I can I can tell. Uh, he goes, yeah, no problem. Um, just don't say anything about it, okay? You got it, Jared. No. Jared. No. Yeah, it's such a good name. Well, I'll, such I'll a tell good you, name. I'll spread the good word about you. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell everyone yeah, that Jared, Jared is a good man. And he's, he's, a, he's a great man. That's, that's he has he respect. He that's has really, respect and really not he necessary. He has the most Courage. respect. Yes. I'm, I, I thank, thank you for visiting the most. city of Ward. He'll turn around and walk off. So the spaceport, the spaceport kind of looks like a small airport. Um, there's a handful of security personnel working and civilians coming and going. Everyone's kind of wrapped up in their own thing, you know. Uh, there's a couple little mom and pop storefronts to your left and to your right. Uh, there's a restaurant selling local cuisine. Uh, there's a little magical trinket shop. There's a potion shop. Um, you see a couple of kiosks scattered in the middle. Um, and you see a large garage door with scrapes and blaster holes all over it. You see a filthy wooden sign that hangs crookedly over the front that reads, Lucky's Fix Em Up. All right, I guess this is where we're supposed to be, Flip. Hopefully it lives up to the name. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll go ahead and walk towards Mr. Lucky's Fix Em Up. All right, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a smaller door off to the side, like for, for people to go in and out that leads into like a, probably a small little office. Uh, you knock on the door and you're on the other side. Uh, be right there. Uh, you hear some fumbling around, and then the door opens shortly afterwards, and you see a halfling dressed in brown overalls, work boots, and a dirty green shirt that's smudged and stained with oil. He wears a tool pouch hooked through a hole that it looks like he cut into the overalls himself. Uh, he looks at you, his eyes meet yours, Brendan, and they instantly light up. You recognize him. The same way you recognize all dying hearts. Oh, no. You all kind of share a resemblance. He says, Cousin, good to see you. Oh, what's up? And uh, he, give, Lucky? He, gives you a force, he gives you a forceful handshake. Hey. And then he looks over at Flip and he goes, Good to meet you. I'm Lucky. Another one. Lucky dying hearts. How many of them? Yeah, we're everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. We're just, you know, we, we hey. multiply like rabbit. Flip O'Donnell, pleasure to meet you. Oh, man, it's been a minute, eh? How are you, mate? Flippets. I'm hey. I'm good, you know. Business is business is alright. Uh Brendan, what what uh what brings you to Dalmar? Uh nothing by choice, uh Lucky. We we crashed. Um let's just say we got into a little firefight, but you know, we came out on top uh, somewhat. We're alive. Came yeah, out on we're top. alive. I'd like to see the other guy. No, you yeah. 
No, no, I'm not gonna lie to you, Lucky. Not a dinosaur. We 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 got shot out the sky. We barely got away with our lives. Um, shout out. But that being said, oh that being said, again, glass half full. We made it here. The ship is somewhat running. Um, if you could please help me find some some you know parts so that I could fix um my my daddy's invention and everything else that goes along with that would go a long way. Of course, of course. Um, Hila. He'll uh, walk over. You lead, you lead it back over to your ship. Like all, all of this is all the spaceport is all in kind of the same sort of area. Um, he kind of he kind of looks around. You see you see another uh, halfling walk out after him. Uh, he's a, he's a little bit younger. Um, looks like it looks like an intern or like somebody that just works for him. Um, and 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 he uh, he goes uh oh that that there that's Sim. He's a good worker. Sim. Uh, Sim. Nice to meet you, Sam. He sp- he spends a little while kind of analyzing your uh your sit your shit you know go going th- going through it. He says uh yeah it looks like uh your shield generator needs repair, uh, your hull, um your engine, oh looks like they have it uh still the prototype yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's gonna be a while till we can get the the real one but at the same time you know I'm learning I'm learning and and one day I'll. I'll get I'll get it right. But for now, I mean, well, I have no have no doubt about that. And uh, did you did you see your life support systems? No, what's wrong with the life support? What's wrong with the life support systems? Well, you got it here right next to your engine. It's uh looks like it's a little damaged as well. <sighs> okay. Um, this just sounds like it's gonna it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> uh, what we looking at? Lucky. Oh. About fourteen hundred. Four, four, fourteen hundred for, for, total. Yeah. <laughs> lucky, sure he's related to I you. I swear, like, come on, Lucky. I need a, a family. Can I get a? Can we work a, a deal out? I mean, oh, now I knew you were gonna do this. Look, yes, you look, did okay. because he's you knew absorbing you. prices of fourteen. <gasps> come on, listen, lucky. listen. I can. I have a business to run here. You got okay? a business to run, but you got family and dying heart blood running through your veins. I can. What can you do for me, Lucky? How much do you have? I got fifty-five credits on me right now <laughs> that are all yours. I'm... He looks at you, he looks at you, Flip. I am also in possession of fifty-five whole credits. <laughs> That's a hundred and ten credits right there. That's a hundred and ten credits. Everything okay. I got on me. Okay. Okay. He uh he puts he puts he puts his head uh the of, of the spot in between uh, in, uh the bridge of his nose and he kind of thinks for a minute. He goes uh, do you gamble? Well, how does one define gambling? Uh, what what do I got to lose? I got fifty five credits. <laughs> I got fifty five credits. <laughs> It's something. He says, listen, I can I can shave a little off the top for you. All right. But but you're gonna have to come up with the money some kind of way. He says, I know I know a place. You know a place. I know a place. You can you can turn that fifty five it you turn that fifty five credit to the fifty five hundred. Okay. If, if you're good with a pair of dice. A pair of knives? A pair of dice. A pair of dice. Well, you know, well, as long as it in- involves tools or trinkets or anything like that, with a little bit of stardust and uh, some dying hard blood, you could 
we can we can make some money now, can't we? <laughs> and I have an excellent personality. I like you boys. All right, uh, Sim, watch the shop for a minute. Uh, we're gonna head down to the transfusion. Um, Sim kind of nods. Me walks back inside. Uh, you leave the spaceport with Lucky, and you find yourselves in the city of Mord. It feels even more cramped and claustrophobic here on the ground. There's dirt roads with slabs of metal laid out to signify the, the roadways, but only the smallest bikes and transports could fit down these paths. Most everyone's walking. Um, you do notice that there's a lot of homeless people around here. There are families huddled in groups. A couple of dust buddies strung out on Stardust, just, just staring at a daze, watching electricity dance through their fingers. Even though, even though you came here during the day, it's strangely dark here partly because of the pollution, but also because there, you notice pipes and thick clusters of wires running in between the high-rises. That, plus the size of the buildings, blocks out most of the natural light. The only real sources of light from here are the dim fluorescent bulbs that hang from some of the wires above. Um, you live here on purpose, Lucky? Hey, it's a living. Yeah, it's well, got, a, got a little bit of a a charm to it after a while. You just gotta know where to look, you know? I think you'll like the place we're headed. Whatever you say. <laughs> uh, Brendan Flip, as you follow Lucky through the city, um, you don't notice the girl kind of sitting in an alleyway. Kind of keeping, keeping quiet, uh, keeping away from everyone. Um, Constant, you peek your head out of the alleyway, totally casually. Uh, you look up at the third floor of one of the high-rises, uh, a little shifty-eyed and nervous. Um, you breathe a sigh of relief as the light comes on, and, uh, Miss Mapo is home from the bodega. Uh, you reflexively kind of pat your coat pocket, and you can feel the note carefully folded that you plan to leave her. Um, you scamper across the street, head up to the third floor, and as you quietly place the letter under her door, it opens. Oh. <laughs> Hi! Um, didn't expect a... Yeah, I was just gonna leave this note for you, uh... <laughs> you see an old cobalt woman, late 90s, early 100s. She's wearing dingy white house slippers that are a little too small for her clawed feet. They kind of poke out the front of them. Uh, she's got on hot pink leggings and a white t-shirt, covered by a pink and white plaid shawl draped over her shoulders. She wears glasses that hang from her neck by a thin golden chain. And when she puts them on, the thick Coke bottle lenses magnify her yellow-orange eyes. She greets you with a warm, toothy grin, and you can see her signature gold tooth on the back left side of her jaw. She says, Oh, Cornstead, well, if it isn't my favorite customer, come here, come here, darling, give me love, give me love. She shuffles towards you and gives you a big, bony hug. Hi, Miss Meepo. <laughs> what brings your boy so late, honey? Long day at work? You haven't been by the bodega in forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, work's been going great, but that that's beside the point. Uh, like I said, I was just gonna leave you a note. I didn't want to really disturb you or anything. I can leave. Oh, no disturbance at all, honey. Come in, yeah. come in. I'm just watching my stories, sipping a little vodka, you know. Oh, Miss Mako, you should probably stop that. Uh, <laughs> no, I really shouldn't come in. I, she kind of grabs you by the arm and like leads you inside. She goes, come talk to okay. me, honey. Talk to me, please. How are things going? How's your mother? She's fine. Uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Totally fine. Nothing's bad at all. Um, she kinda, how are 
she kind of gives you a look as you say that. She's like, honey, oh, I love what you've done with your hair, darling. It looks, it looks lovely on you. It really brings out your eyes. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, do I look different or? Oh, so pretty. Your hair was all, well, it was a bit unruly if I'm being honest with you. Of course, I could say that now since you done changed it, love. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that makes me feel great. Um, <laughs> Come in, come you in, know, have a seat, I'm... have a seat, let it load off. Do you want me to pour you a glass? No, you really just want me to sit in here and touch everything. Um, <laughs> no, no glasses, um, necessary. Just, uh, want to leave this here note, and, um, I was just gonna be on my way. You seem nervous, honey. Please talk to me. I can't help if I don't know what's the matter. How's work going? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, it's going great. I've, uh... Just been really busy, a lot of uh, breakthroughs, a lot of stuff to handle going oh, on. But that's really um, nice. You know, you're so smart, honey. When they pulled you out of the mines and put you in the, uh, in the, uh, what is it, the, the laboratory, right? The laboratory. Oh, uh, science is yeah. constant. It's so, it's so good to see you. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was good. It was, it was good. She kind of everything's good. Her 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 uh her big yellow orange eyes that are magnified behind the glasses. They kind of they kind of squint in. They say, "Listen, honey, I've known you for a long time. You're, you're like the daughter I never had. Please, I could tell something's oh. wrong with you." It's me, pal. Are you in trouble? She's gonna like take a deep breath and like try to steady herself, and then she'll then she'll smile at Miss Miko. <laughs> you know what? It's just, it's just been a really long day or week. Like I said, a lot of stuff's been going on, and, um, you know, sometimes you have to travel for your work, and they're sending me on, um, bit of a, oh, what do they call them? Like a, a research. <laughs> oh, you're going on an excursion. Oh. Yeah, that. Um, so I'll be going away for work for a little bit, and, um, you probably won't hear from me, though. Uh, probably send me to some, you know, backwoods planet with really terrible reception. But, um, it's gonna be great. Oh, well- And I didn't want you to worry. So, I wrote down some stuff in this letter. Just gonna make sure she has it in her hand. <laughs> she, she takes the letter and kind of stuffs it in her bra. She goes, yes, honey. That's... I'll, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read Safe. it. I'll read it in a second. But you, you so, you look so nervous. You're all twitchy. <laughs> you know, I've never really been off planet. And, um, uh, well, you, you're tickets. right. You, you do gotta be careful. There's a lot of, there's a lot of weirdos out there. You know. Yeah. What? Well, if you're going weirdos, here, you say a lot of weirdos. Like, like an abnormal amount of weirdos. Like, what is the mean of weirdos I'm looking for here? Yes, honey, there are a lot of mean weirdos out there. That's why you gotta protect yourself, dear. Okay. I definitely planned enough for this. Um, she goes, hmm. We, I've got something for you. Hold on one second. And she'll kind of like, sh she'll kind of like shuffle into the kitchen a little. Uh, you hear, you hear her shuffle around and she'll come back out. And, um, she, she, she comes back out and she gives you, her, uh, 
um, she gives you 500 credits. This is way too much. Mrs. Wayfeller can't possibly take this. Oh, no, 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 honey. It's totally fine. The guy running the bingo hall, he's sweet on me, so so he fudges the numbers sometimes. You know, I've got It's more than enough. Mrs. Bingo. You know what? Um, I should probably pretend I didn't hear that. And um, speaking of pretending that you didn't hear things, uh, probably best if uh, you didn't see me tonight. <laughs> You know how Aurora is. They're very secretive about the things we do, so I probably shouldn't have even told you I'm going on this excursion. You can see Miss Mapo, like, constantly making insight checks for you. She And, and she, she suddenly, uh, she takes her glasses off and kind of rubs them, and she gets down real close to you, and she says, uh, listen, well, listen, Constant. If you're in trouble, you don't have to tell me the details, but if you're in trouble... And she kind of looks around. She goes, blink twice. Constant looks scared out of her mind. And she'll very slowly blink twice. <sighs> she nods. She says, I always know. Miss Maple always knows. She says, listen, honey. Take these credits here and go to the transfusion. Find somebody with a ship. It ain't much, but it'll get you somewhere safe. It'll at least get you off planet. Okay, um, but how do I know who to trust? You said there are tons of weirdos out there. Find my friend Lucky. He's really sweet. Um, he's a mechanic. Ships come through, ships come through him all the time. Tell him Mapo sent you. He'll hook you up with somebody. Okay? Okay. Um. Okay. Transfusion. Lucky. Mapo sent me. Uh, what planet is he on? This one? Well, this one, or... darling. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, I was going to have to take out, she, bus. She pulls out one of those little uh, handkerchiefs. And she kind of starts dabbing your forehead a little bit. She's like, honey, 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 oh. listen, listen. Everything's going to be... It's not going to help. The sweat is constant. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> constant, of course, of course. She says, listen, be safe. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be okay, all right? Do you want to stay here with me? No, um... I should really get going. Tonight. She kind of looks back at me. She's... Do your parents know where you're going? Not exactly. No. no. <laughs> Nobody knows. I don't even know. She goes, well, your secret's safe with me, honey. She'll give you another big old hug. Oh, I'm gonna miss that. Now, of course, you better be safe out there. Right when you can, and make sure you're eating enough. You're skin and bones. Yeah, don't remember that. Uh, and she'll like really quick give her another big but much softer hug. I am gonna miss you, but you know, like you said, it'll it'll be fine. It probably won't even be gone that long. I just. Need a little time. 
Well, let me know you're okay. If I don't hear from you every now and again, I'm going to be so worried. And you know what it does? It, it makes it gives me more wrinkles. And I try, I'm using the face moisturizer. And it's, it, the wrinkles, <laughs> they, they'll just keep coming back. They, the, my doctor says it's from stress. Can't have that. And you should probably stop drinking so much. Oh, it takes the edge off. Just a little it takes less. The edge off, honey. Just a little less. <laughs> like maybe then she'll just like take one of the bottles. Maybe like this much less. Oh. <laughs> she says, I'll stop drinking as soon as I hear back from you, okay? Okay. Alright. Transfusion, lucky. Find a ship, get off the planet. Lucky. Find a ship, get off the planet. Okay. 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 I got this. Safe travels, honey. I'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah, later. You share one more. She's trying so hard to be braver than she looks right now. <laughs> you hear the chatter of, of a crowd outside. And Maple looks at the clock on the wall. She sees that it's five o'clock. Uh, you would know that that's the shift change for the people at the uh, at the refinery. Uh, you you know that the crowd will probably make good cover for you. You share another hug with Miss Maple, say your goodbyes, and you head off to the transfusion. Lyrex, you get to work at the bar, and it's typically pretty dead around here. Um, you hear, uh, you hear the uh, chime go off for the shift change, so you know that your shift's about to start. Um, you walk inside, and, you, and for now, you only see like two or three people day drinking. Uh, it's a little sparse right now. Um, as soon uh, as soon as you walk in, uh, you see Mimi, the cute half elf bartender, come strolling up to you. He goes, ooh, you're in trouble. Well, I don't know why, but Dreek said come to the back as soon as you get here. He told me to tell you, so I'm telling you. She's wearing a uh she's wearing a uniform similar to yours, the vest, but she's got hers tied up so that her uh so that her tits are nice and up high for all of the pe- for all of the people uh coming in and stuff. Uh, her 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 hair her hair is done up into two little ponytails. She's got pink hair, and um and her makeup is done immaculately. Lyrax flicks one of his ears and in, in annoyance, um, the one that has his his lovely little golden piercings. <sighs> Very well. He kind of narrows his eyes as he makes his way towards the back. As you walk to the back of the bar, you see Onyx. The large black dragonborn who serves as the as the uh, bar's bouncer, he gives you one of those sup nods. He's a man of few words. Lyrax gives him a similar jerk. Good to see you again, Onyx. Hope things have been well. You head to the back of the transfusion. Uh, the door and the door to the office is open. Uh, Dreek, a tall, handsome astroloaf, sits at the shabby desk. Uh, there's a bunch of papers, crates with a. Uh, Beer, wine, vodka, other alcohols. Uh, he says, Hey, Lyrex, come on in. Close the door behind you. Of course, sir. Is there, uh, is there trouble? He'll 
take the handle of the door and pull it behind him. Just have a seat, have a seat. And he'll take a mm-hmm. that bad, big huh? sigh. He says, listen, I know you're worried about your home world, but I got a bar to run here. I see you sneaking off to the back, sending your messages, ignoring the customers. Of course I'm not ignoring You can't keep doing that, man. I'm, I only leave when I have an opening. I'm responsible with it. Yeah, well, you know, I, I put you, I put you on the, on the rush shift, just like you asked. You said you could use the extra credits, and I just, it just feels like you're of two minds, you know? I mean, look at Mimi. She's out there doing her thing. With ma- all making, making due tons, respect, making tons of tips. she has a pair of assets that I do not have access to. He, he looks past, he makes sure the door's closed, he's like, hell yeah, she does. <sighs> but she also shows initiative. And I need you to start showing that same initiative, Limex. You're a, you're a handsome kid. You know. He, he like, <laughs> audibly groans and, like, pinches his forehead. <sighs> okay. Says, listen. I feel for you, kid. I do. But we got a business to run here, okay? Like... I understand. And I'm, I'm very grateful. I need you to be a little more attentive to the patrons. All right? Can you do that for me? Of course, sir. Yeah. Yes. All right, that's what I like to hear. I'll, I'll be sure to work twice as hard this evening for you. Three times. Three times. That's a hard bargain. How about two point five? Kind of. He says it jokingly, not not trying to push it. Hey, they're your tips, buddy. <laughs> You're not wrong. <sighs> well, if that's all, then I better get back to it. I suppose. Um. You head back out uh, and begin your shift and everything, and uh, people start people start coming into the bar. It's not long before the bar is decently full. Uh, it's not too crazy, but the drinks are flowing, you know. You have your regulars. Uh, tips are coming in slowly but surely. Um, as you're working, uh, you may or may not notice um, <laughs> three short men enter into the bar. Uh, Flip and Brendan, you come in with Lucky. Uh, the what? transfusion... Is the very definition Holy of a hole. Holy crap, Flip. A nondescript. Do you see that bartender? <laughs> Which it's a, a. She's hot. That's a, <laughs> the one with the poops. Oh, no, we're looking at. We're looking at two different. Let me do my descriptions real quick. It's a, uh, it's a nondescript sheet metal building with a single door and a single fluorescent light hanging overhead. As the already cramped streets fill with workers from the shift chains, they all come here looking for a little R&R, a decent drink, and the daily gossip. As you walk inside, uh, well, Brendan, you immediately notice, uh, the big titty chick at the bar. Um, you also see, uh, the hulking dragon board standing to the right of the door, with his arms crossed, silently scanning the room for any disruptions. Cables run across the ceiling here as well, powering neon signs that bathe the whole place in a multicolored glow. The walls are covered with all sorts of memorabilia, street signs, old movie posters, and random abstract artwork. The bar covers the length of the entire right wall. The stools are mostly full, everyone all the league and flirting with the with the half-elf serving drinks. Uh, she she's giggling and and uh, you know, like sitting drinks back and forth, making tons of credit. She's got pink hair uh, and pigtails. Um in her in uh, like I said earlier, her uh her vest is kinda tied at tied at the tied at the uh to her chest. Um there's a set of speakers against the back wall to the right, playing a bass heavy tune that you can kinda nod your head to. A handful of people are dancing. 
over there. Uh, there's a small window door that leads to the back of the bar, again on the far wall. Uh, there are booths that line the left wall for patrons to sit in and have more intimate conversations. And there are two top and four top tables scattered around the center. Uh, Lucky kind of leads you to one of the tables. And he goes, uh, yo, so, uh, that, that one over there, she's, right? <laughs> Fantastic. I bet, but... I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Says, uh, there's another guy here, uh, who usually gives the drinks, you know, when he's around. Um, Lyrex, you see these, uh, as, as you, as you route, um, bartender doing your routes, you see, you see, uh, three short men come in and sit down at one of the tables. And uh, you see Lucky kind of raise his hand and gesture you over. He will make his way over, uh, immaculately dressed as he is in his bartender's outfit. Uh, flipping Brendan, you see this uh, this handsome Tabaxi man, Tabaxi Leonin hybrid, excuse me, with his mane, uh, freshly brushed, walk over to you guys. And uh, Lucky says, Sol, what's your poison, boys? Oh, are you buying Lucky? Yeah. He's like, well, you sir, well, you sure is hell, eh? Also, with the water. Well, come on, we'll both 65. have uh, your finest ale. Water. We're both you gonna have your ale. Okay, it's water. Look, l- l- listen, uh, flip, my boy. It's it's my treat, uh, really. Fine, uh, whiskey on the rocks, if you please. How's mm-hmm. uh, your choice? I'm not picky. I'm looking for alcohol. Of course. Would you like our old fashioned? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be He gives you a little bit of a wink. I'd be perfect. Cheers, mate. Excellent. Uh, I'll be sure to add an extra cherry. Make that two. Yeah. As you wish, sir. And uh, if you can give me the name of that other, um, your 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 co coworker, that would also be nice too. He's looking for a nurse. Yeah, a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lyrax, you get the sense that these guys aren't very good tippers either. Would you like As to Eevee insight? Just constantly takes, constantly takes your, your your tips and your customers. He steps back and retreats back to behind the bar where he's begins making the drinks. Ah, uh, it's good to see family. Honestly, I've been a little worried since. Uh, did you hear about Joey? About who? Joey. What happened to Joy? He, uh, well, he's, he's, he's dead. Brendan. How? (laughs) Okay, hold up a second. Usually I get a letter whenever somebody dies. You know, I didn't get, when did he die? Oh, last month. The fourth, the fourth dying heart in as many months, actually. You, he'll, he'll look back and forth to you and flip you. You didn't hear about this? I, I've heard nothing of this. Sorry for your losses, though. That's terrible. How many? You said five this month. Four. Well, this four in the past four months. Four Wait a second. Four now, how? Who? Okay, so Joy. Who else? Uh, Joy, Daisy, um, uh, Daisy's husband, uh, and, uh, and Mark. Hold up now. How? Takes another size. I drink cup could get, can't get here quick enough. Uh, the way I hear it, they were gunned down. I, f- I figured you would know. You're the bounty hunters. Well, yeah, I figured you. Yeah, it, Brendan, you only have a few to drive for families. What? What? One flip. 
I don't know. It's it, we got a big family, man. I got feuds with people all over the the, the Haley system. Hey, it, but so do you. Technically no. speaking, it's like, you know what I mean. We we did a lot of crazy things. Let's best, let's just worst. just hey, uh, bartender, where's our drinks? Hey, calm down. As you ask, three well-dressed drinks are presented in front of you. Two old fashions with double cherries and one frothy, slightly light blue milkshake. Is this ale? Well, it's the house special, sir. That's what you asked for. You know, a drink's a drink, especially when I'm not paying for it. will slide three gold, uh, two gold pieces to Lyrax. Hey, cheers, man. Thank you. And uh, Brendan will try and snatch one of those away before he can grab it. Easy, man. <laughs> Lyrax. So, so Lyrax's head comes down first and swipes the buddy away. And then uh, right after Brendan's head comes down, Brendan kind of is like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Ooh, this thing is so good. <laughs> I appreciate uh, Lucky, mm. Lucky will say, Lucky will say, uh, listen. Your money's no good here, fellas. I'm, uh, if he'll look, he'll look at you, Lyrex. Say, uh, start, start us a tab, will ya? Yes. Start us a tab so you can give us our money back because he thought we were paying right Lucky. now. So, if we can have that, that back. Tip, he served us drinks. They are pleasant. I'm enjoying myself. You know, we'll swindle our way past security guards, but you know, hey, shut a hard up, and... Flip. Just oh, shut up. The, just, just shit. Yeah, I hate you. I hate you. Uh -huh. I hate uh, you, Flip. Oh, I hate you. Well, we are poor. Of it. We anyway, are poor old men. You know what? Listen, keep it. He's a sweetie, really. Uh, keep he's, it. He's just wonderful. keep it. Just keep uh, the keep the gold. You got it. You won. Lucky goes. You won. Thank, thank you, son. Just uh, keep the drink. Keep the drinks coming, will you? If you see us getting low, if you see us getting low. Refill. Absolutely. I'll keep a close eye. <laughs> you know the old, you know the old saying, don't you, brother? Yeah, yeah Flip, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, Flip, flip sh shut up. You, you, get a, you make an enemy after you tip and then don't tip later. That's how you make an If you never create a, a vacuum, then you never have a problem. You'll have a problem if you don't have a problem. <laughs> I'm glad he's not shut the one paying. We only he got 50. Away. Hey, get out of here. Interesting philosophy there. Uh, uh, Flip chat or Brendan chimes in. Wow. Pause. Uh, Lucky chimes in. He goes, uh, speaking of you two being poor, um, like I said, uh, you hear, you hear a roaring cheer from one of the tables. A man slams his fist down and you guys turn and look and you see him exchanging credits with another guy. Um, Lucky kind of raises an eyebrow. He goes, well, there's your chance to make a little extra, make some extra money. Make some money. I like it. Hey. Uh, hey. what game they playing? Um. Looks like, uh, Liar's Dice. Liar's, Liar's dice. dice. Wait, that's the one with the, the cup. Right? Cup and dice. The cup. Cup and a dice. Oh, Lord. Oh, you Lord, know how to play it? Uh, I mean, cool. of course I do. I figured you would. <laughs> Fudge. Um. All right, yeah. Well, you know what? I got um, Brendan dying hard luck. You can't beat this. Let's go. Um. He goes. Uh. Well. How? Lucky says. Uh. How about you let uh? How about you let Flip take care of this one? I wanna. I wanna talk to you for a minute. Uh. Uh. Brendan, catch up a bit. That's all right. You too, Alpha. I'll throw my hat in that thing. Flip. Don't flip goes over. Spend he, all of our money, Flip. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Flip, you, uh, you, you, you pull up a chair to the table, 
and uh, they w they welcome you pretty warmly. Liar's Dice, you ever play? Oh, a bit. So, I'm old go, go, though. Go, I feel go, like the go, rules have changed. Go, which go, which go. rules are you playing though? Does uh, drama have its own so, set? Liar's Dice is a bit like um, like Twenty One. Uh, okay, so this is blackjack but with dice. Blackjack but with dice. Okay. Right. Uh, everyone rolls. I'm yeah, game. Yeah, but like you know, everybody rolls uh secretly, which is why it's called liar's die. You can fold, you can call, or you can raise <laughs> at any point. He says uh, so the buy-in's uh five credits. So yeah, the uh, <laughs> the initial buy-in is uh five credits. You know, timer. Oh, five credits. I think I think I got that on me in my little billfold. Yeah. Uh, let's there, play. Uh, there are uh, four guys playing. So you win this, you get an extra. You get you get an extra. Around this time, uh, while while uh, Flip is gambling and Lucky's chatting to um to Br to Brendan, Constant walks into the bar. Uh, immediately, you're kind of startled by the uh, the large jagged board kind of standing by the door. Uh, he doesn't really. He, he kind of looks down at you and continues. You register as a zero threat level on his uh, on his radar. Um. You go and you uh, take a little. You, you go and you take a seat at one of the tables back at the back, kind of away from everyone. You just kind of scan the crowd. What's going through Constance's head right now? I think the only thing going through her mind is lucky, transfusion, lucky, transfusion, lucky, chip, oxygen, lucky, chip. <laughs> She's just looking around, trying to find you know, anyone who might match this description. Yeah, you feel uh, you feel quite out of place here, as the uh, the the music's the music's kind of thumping, vibrating the seat that you're sitting in. Um, do you sit at one of the tables, or, or do you sit at one of the booths? Uh, she find a booth. She likes to feel hidden. She likes to have walls around her. Have walls, yeah. I figured. So you go, you slide, you slide into one of the unoccupied booths. And you just kind of sit there. You see, uh, you see a couple of people gambling. Uh, one of one of them is a very, very old halfling. Um, no, very old. What are you? My hill dwarf. Hill dwarf. Yeah. Flip. I dwarf. Yeah. One of them is a very old hill dwarf. Um, see, you people drinking. The bar's kind of starting to fill up. Um. You just kinda you just kinda sit all quiet, kinda taking a taking a look around here. And that's when you realize Maple didn't tell you what Lucky looks like or anything. Um <laughs> so you're not really quite sure where to go or what to do here. What uh does do, Lucky do you... look like? She doesn't know like what is a lucky sort of like? Okay, statistically luckies tend to have <laughs> just like trying to build like a scientific profile of what a lucky potentially looks like. Of what a lucky could potentially look like. Um, probably very easygoing. That means they probably don't take care of themselves. Maybe a little scrappy looking could be. <laughs> very analytical way to figure this out here. Um, you, you, you spend a little bit of time scanning the crowd. And someone comes in. And someone comes and sits across from you in your booth. <laughs> He goes, Sorry, uh, uh, he says, cold my, I knew I'd find you here. You changed your look. Smart. Predictable. 
but smart. Uh, I don't... You see, uh... I don't know what you're talking about. You see, uh, William Rash sits across from you. One of the, uh, one of your co-workers from the lab. And your kind of rival. Brilliant, the, uh, he's a brilliant red-headed human. Um, he's wearing kind of nondescript clothes, more like, like a jacket, but you still see that he has his Aurora Industries, um, uniform on underneath. Uh, now he doesn't work at the refinery, he actually works at the lab, which is... Uh, a, a ways away, um, so you're, you're surprised to see him here, and he kind of gives you a uh, he 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 kind of leans his head on his on his on his fist, and he gives you a little smirk, like he's like he seems very uh, very pleased with himself that he's found you. Like, stiffen up considerably, but she's um she's gonna look out toward the floor, like she's trying to ignore him, even though he's sitting right there. Like I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just having a. She like looks around. She doesn't have anything with her, like a drink or anything. Just uh. Yeah. Real. You know, trying to trying to. Real smooth, cold, my. Don't worry, don't worry. I come in peace. Believe it or not, I'm actually here to help you. Nobody from the land knows that I'm here. Well, if I did know you or who you were, I'd say you don't look like a very trustworthy person. And I'd say you look like somebody who's on the run. Can we drop the act? Drop yours first. All right, fine. Whatever research you stole from the lab, you could just give it to me. Why would I give you anything? Look, any research or development conducted inside of the Aurora Industries laboratories is the sole proprietary property of the company. Everything we do belongs to them, including your research. What I do and where is my business until I decide that it's time to bring what? it to their attention. Oh, well, you brought it to their attention, I've all right. I something to their attention. Look, okay. it's not... It's not ready. Not... Okay, it's not done. I need some time to... Look, it's a lot more complicated than you think it is, than they think it is. He looks very upset when you say it's more complicated than you think it is. He goes, I know how the research kind of looks around. I know how the research works, okay? You know how much you need to know works. I've been working on Stardust way longer than you have. <laughs> and yet here you are, asking me for what I'm working on. I'm trying to do us both a favor, Cold Mine. Just give me the research. We'll say you had a mishap with a hypnotic pattern or accidentally cast confusion on yourself. But, with my help, you've come to your senses. <laughs> of course, with your help, I'd come to my senses. You know they've been looking for you in the lab, right? Asking questions. If I found you, it's only a matter of time before they do. If you come back with me, you can avoid all of that. She looks like she's thinking very hard. He says, look, just give me the research. You don't even have to come back to the lab. You can go back to the mines. You love the mines, right? Dark, dirty, dangerous. It's where you belong. She's gonna squint her eyes at him. You know, maybe you're right. Maybe, I mean, Aurora's been nothing but good to us, right? He can't. He can't help. But, he can't help but smile. Really, uh, 
really satisfactorily. Satisfactorily, is that a word? He, smi he smiles with satisfaction. And I'm sure they know best. I think... I was probably just freaking out, you know? Exactly. First big breakthrough, and... You know, maybe we could help each other. But I don't have the research on me. Where is it? I have kind of an... Like a workstation, you know? That's not technically in the labs. For my more involved research. Okay. Well, let's go there now. Oh, well, you see, I did actually have business here. I'm here to meet someone, so I can't exactly just skip out. But, you know, I can meet you later with it. You can meet me. Listen, I don't think you understand. He kind of puts That's his wrong. kind of puts his hands together and he puts his elbows on the table and he leans up really close to you. He says, "I don't think you understand the gravity of this discovery, cold mine. Tell me where the research is. You don't even have to come back. You could just disappear. You have years and years and years ahead of you to decide what to do next with your life." Hmm. All right. Ask this. And she'll take out a notebook. And she'll and she'll write down some coordinates. Here. Everything you need should be there. And um, you know, if you need some help going through all the calculations, all the big numbers. Like I said, I can meet up with you later. He looks at the paper. Then he looks back up at you. Then he looks back at the paper. Says and this is where everything is. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of notebooks back at the lab that'll probably need to get some notes out of to make a more cohesive view of everything, but what they're looking for should be there. He he leans back, very pleased with himself. He says, See now is that so hard? Cooperation. You know, that's what that's what Lab culture is all about, you know? We build off of each other's successes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Can't wait to see what you built. At this point, uh, Lyrax, you see, you see Constant and William, this little, uh, uh, these, these two guys sitting at your, um, in, at one of the booths, and you stroll over, because it's your job. Can I get to either of you something to drink while you're chatting? William, what? Well, I assume my friend was just leaving. William gets very stiff. He goes, actually, I was just, uh, just leaving. It was, a uh, good catching up with you, cold mind. And he'll slide out of his, uh, slide out of the booth and stiffly walk away. You too. Hmm. Why was he walking out like he crapped his pants? Oh, he's always like that. Oh. My apologies. I'm sorry you had to come to the transfusion of it. Such bad company. Can I get you something to take the edge off? Maybe red wine? Um, you know, some, some water would be fine, but, um, Fuck. I was wondering, you work here, right? You know a lot of people? I do work here, and I know a moderate amount of people. 
better odds than, I guess, anyone else. <laughs> Would you happen to know anybody named Lucky? He's here, and he's over there having a conversation. He's one of the shorter men at the table over there. take my water over there, then. Sure, I'll, I'll have to bring it to you in a moment. Thanks. She'll say, scuttle away. <laughs> what a strange crowd. Looking back a couple times, because this is a very pretty person she's just met. <laughs> Alright, um... <laughs> Brendan, you're having this conversation with, uh... With Lucky here about these um these deaths in the family. He says, uh, boy, Brendan, I can't I can't believe you didn't know about uh about what's been going on here. I hope you're staying safe yeah, out there. Yeah, well, I my work isn't very safe, Lucky, <laughs> but I'm doing my best. You know, me and Flip can. Well, you, you say that, but you said you got shot out of the sky, didn't you? Yeah, and it, it happens often. Lucky, don't, let's just, it's not, not a lot of stuff I want to talk about with dead family members, and how about you? I mean, I got, I got a partner, I got guns. How about you being safe? Have you heard any, any other information about these murders? I haven't. They're, uh, across the system. Not anywhere, not anywhere near me. I, I keep my head down. I'm just a mechanic. Oh, okay, Lucky. Um, okay. Well, well, just in case. I mean, do, do you, you think, have? Do you think it could be a coincidence? I mean, there are a lot yes, of us. But four of us but in four, times... four months. Right, right. Just trying to be positive, you know. Yeah, there's, I, there's, there's, there's difference between being positive and blind, Lucky. We here. You do you have anything to defend well, yourself? Oh, of course. I mean, like really not defend yourself, Lucky. I've got my piece. I'm back at the shop. All right. Just you need to start carrying it on, okay? Promise me, Lucky. All right. All right. And you. Uh, where's a what? Where's the bartender at? I could hear my drinks getting low. I told him to keep the drinks I, coming. No, before before you, you and, and he'll about. literally like hold up his hand before you get your another drink. Just, just promise me if you, if you hear anything, if anything goes wrong, just call me, okay? Okay, Lucky. And if don't try and be a hero, leave if you have to. <laughs> oh no worries, no worries, no worries there, cousin. Now we can get back to drinking. Um, Lyrax, you come and you uh, refill the drinks at that at that at that same moment. Um, constant, you walk up to the uh, to the table. Yes, I bring two drink refills and then I place a water there next to it. Oh, oh hi, that's for me. She'll just like a little handle just comes through and take the take the water. Oh, and who uh, are you? Hi. Um. Uh, uh, name's Constant. She'll like extend a hand for a handshake, as you do in bars. He extends his hand. Well, nice to meet you, Mister Constant. Con Constant. Constant. Yeah, you got it. Uh, thanks. Uh, nice to meet you too, uh, Mister Lucky. <laughs> Lucky, I think she's looking for you. 
I don't, I don't think we look that much alike, Missy. Uh, I'm lucky. Lucky Dianhart, he'll extend his hand. <laughs> She'll shake his hand vigorously. Oh, can I talk to you really quick? I believe we're talking now, Missy. Right. Uh, uh, can I talk to you in private really quick? Please, sir. He kind of raises an eyebrow and he looks back over to you, Brendan, based on what y'all were just talking about. Brendan pulled out his piece and hands it over. <laughs> his hands it over to Lucky. I told you, everywhere you go, okay? I don't everywhere think that's necessary. He says, uh, I believe, I believe we could talk right here. No one's, no one seems to be paying too much attention. Uh, she'll just, like, take a look around. Huh. Okay, um, okay, so she'll lean forward anyway. I've never exactly done this before, but... I heard from a friend that you could um, point me in the direction of a ship that would maybe get me off planet. It's not really a, Please, a, well, a secret thing, yeah. Missy. All, all you gotta do is ask for a ship. Oh, it's, you, fine. it's fine. I, I, I assume people leave here all the time. It's not It's not the, the best place. It's kind of dank, ain't it? Hey, I don't... It's got charm. I told you this. <laughs> yeah, it, it it grows on you, like like moss. Yeah, that doesn't sound great, Lucky. Okay, listen, Missy, just just go get a ship. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't have enough money. I don't think to just get a ship. I don't know how to fly one either. I just need a ride. How much? How much? How much uh, money do you have? How much? What if? Like, like, what is it? Like a ticket? What do I? What do I? I, I, I don't know. Just conservative cost for a, a really good ship. Um, <laughs> I would think fourteen thousand credits. Personally, fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred is how uh, much they said. Fourteen hundred credits. Personally, I think that's. <laughs> how does that sound, right, Lucky? And he I, he raises his eyebrows at Lucky. Lucky shrugs and he looks back over at a. Uh, he looks back over at Flip. You won some, you lost some, but you ended up with thirty war credits. Not cool. nearly enough to fix your ship. From like from the initial buy-on, or like from, from like fifty-five to thirty. From fifty-five to thirty. Copy that. Right. So I come back to him like, eh, pleasure playing with you, gentlemen. Oh, they serve. What they serve up there? Pie. Oh, yeah, they hear that? They're serving pie, you know, getting a little tired of that uh, lobster dish they had going. I'll just joke about the lads. Flip, get over here. <laughs> right? They, they, they look at each other, they say, I, they look at each other, they say, I don't think they serve food here. Right? And he just leaves. Senile old coop. Do you have 1,400 credits or not? No! So, uh, so, 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 sorry, Missy. No, um, no. how many credits do you have? He looks over at you, Constant. Well, I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you, Missy. It's gonna be a little difficult to find someone to take you off planet if you don't have any credits. How many do you have? I mean, I've got a couple hundred. I don't have anything like that, though. Can you just go around asking people how much money they have? 
Do you just go around asking people if they'll give you can get a ride for free? I didn't ask for free. Can somebody please catch me up here? I don't. We're, you know about just as much as we do. She wants a ride off planet. And it costs a lot of money to get a ride off planet. Right, Flip? Exactly. But you said people do it all the time and that this place is kind of broke looking. So how many people could possibly do it if it costs that much money? Well, why don't you try and go find somebody else that'll do it for cheap, huh? Maybe I will. Maybe you will. They didn't ask me to find you anyway. They asked me to find this guy. She gestures to Lucky. Lucky waves. Look, if you don't know anybody, then just can you maybe point me towards someone who does? I need to get off planet, like, soon. Like, tonight, soon. What's the rush? Oh. You're in any trouble? Yeah, seriously. I just, I'm in a rush, okay? I'm in a hurry. Is that weird for people to be in a hurry? Oh, yeah. Well, if you, if we, if I knew what you were trying to get off planet for, I could probably help you find someone that could help. You know, if it's oh, I'm gonna visit a relative, eh, this yeah. kind of thing. Oh, transporting well, deadly um, space bomb. You help someone mm-hmm. transporting a deadly space bomb? I didn't. I didn't go on record saying that. No. <laughs> what 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 my friend means to say here is, uh, look, if you had around. Four or five hundred credits. They could get you. Could you get your engines fixed for that? That'll get you off planet. All right, four or five hundred will do it. You got that much? But your ship is broken. Yes. But if I had five hundred, you could get it fixed, and you could help me out tonight. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Huh? Space is uh, quite large. I don't know about tonight, but I mean, like, we can get it as quick as possible. Okay, deal. Um, I'm not exactly... Where do you want to go? Where are you going? I don't know. We, you know, we just, we just kind of beep bop around, you know? Perfect. Um, just away from here. Soon. All right. As you guys, uh, as you guys, um, negotiate the details of... Potentially taking constant on your ship. Um, Lyrax. Uh, Dreek, Dreek calls from... He he opens the door to the back. He he calls you over. He says, Lyrax, come here for a second, man. Oh, boy. He says, hey, hey. Yes, sir. Dreek, Dreek says... Dreek says, hey, Lyrax. Uh, so... Mimi was supposed to get us another order of Stardust. And, and she totally blanked on it um fucked it up again yes okay look this shade let's go what is what is what is with this what's going on between you two oh sorry it's she's bit look man um I... sorry look, just uh I... he'll, he'll, he'll he'll give you uh he'll give you like 200 credits he'll say uh look just there's an aurora stardust vendor you know where it's at over by the spaceport go over there and pick some up for us, yeah? We're running out and we need some for the night. Yeah, uh, yeah, look, I'll, I'll cover, I'll cover your tables for you. Uh, Mimi, well, Mimi's fine. Just make it quick, all right? I'm not nearly as handsome as you and, and you're going to be missing tips the longer you're gone. <laughs> Great, thank you. <laughs> With a bit of forced flourish, he, he'll proceed out of the back room and head towards the front and to the exit. Alright, um, you walk, th- you walk through the city of Bored, and you come across the, uh, the Aurora Industries Stardust Vendor, 
it's like a it's like the shop that sells like exclusively Aurora brand stuff. Um, you notice you notice that uh, this storefront is significantly nicer than all of the mom and pop ones. Um, there's there's a shimmering barrier across the front. This is fairly normal if you've been in here before. It's to keep people out who already have Stardust in their systems, um, as well as uh, metal bars over the front of the shop, like like over the front of the door. Um, there's a neon open sign uh, above it that that shines brightly, you know, against all the dull, you know, wooden signs or written signs or little flip signs from all of the mom and pop stores. This place seems very so nice. it's Almost lit up like a dispensary. Yeah, almost out of place. Um, mm -hmm. You push the little red. You push the little red button, and you hear the ch -ch -ch, uh, the lock on the uh, the lock on the bars come loose, allowing you to open the door and walk inside. Uh, inside is very nice. It's all white and bright on the inside. With uh, yeah, yeah, it makes you kind of want to squint your eyes a little bit. With um, and you see, you see, uh, the, it's it's a it's a very small store. There is a there's a front there's a um a front counter. Um, with uh, two, two kind of heavyset guys sitting sitting behind it, kind of chatting with each other. They their heads snap up as you walk in, and then behind them is where uh, there are all of the uh, little vials. You see a bunch of multicolored, rainbow-colored vials of stardust sitting behind them in doses. He goes, uh, welcome to Aurora Dispensaries. What can I do for you? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. I uh, just needed to. Purchase some stardust from you, and I'll be on my way. Okay, uh, how much would you like? However much this can buy, and he, he'll put the two hundred on the counter. Food. All right. Uh oh, <laughs> big spender, huh? He'll, he'll take it. Just running errands. He'll take it, and he'll start counting ahead. He must have a big night ahead or something. Every night. And um. He goes, uh, one of the guys kind of walks to the back and he goes, um, hey, he looks a lot like, uh, like that girl that was on the news the other day. He goes, yeah, he goes, um, one of the guys kind of asks you, he goes, hey, uh, where are you from? You don't mind me asking. Uh, I've been here as long as I can remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. You look like, uh, I don't know. They were talking about that planet, uh, Atulists, uh, I could. Oh, never. He can't help himself. Yeah. Achilles, the that one. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Achilles with uh with the cat people. Um, sorry, right. no offense. Uh, None to Betsy. Yeah, yeah. Did did you did you hear? Apparently they uh they uh stamped out that little uh rebel group that was back there. Oh, did they now? Yeah, caught the princess and everything. It's kind of crazy. The princess <laughs> interesting yeah you know with these uh with these lower class planets you know i think i think uh achilles was like a like a class two or a class one or something you know they they they, they get they like to get stuck in their ways and you know it it, it, it causes a whole lot of problems when people just want to be the enemy of progress <laughs> underneath the counter lyrix is like got his claws digging into this as he he's maintains a very cool composure above the counter but underneath his his claws are just ripping into this he goes yeah interesting but you know it's a hey well you said you weren't from there so um 
you know. Barely anyways, heard of it. Anyways, um, here's your Stardust order, and uh, he gives you like a like a medium sized crate, um, with like little with a uh, you see uh if it's open you see like little vials inside all like this this illuminate this this luminescent dust in in uh individual little vials a, a shot of each like one each of them representing one dose of stardust he takes a moment to count it and make sure everything's accounted for everything's there excellent he says anything else we could do for you man that'll be it for this evening thank you so much Alrighty. hey have a good one and uh, he flicks the splinter out from his paw and picks up the crate and take it with him. A little faster than when he originally made his way this way. Uh, as, as you're heading back, um, now you do have... Uh, bless you. You do have um, your informants kind of keeping you abreast of the situation on Achilles, but uh, Chu and Loka haven't haven't uh, reached out in a while. You could take this opportunity to give them a call if you'd like. Sure, I, I can just do it while I'm walking. Okay, I'll definitely try and hit them up. This is a little concerning. You give them a call, and they do not pick up. But they do send you a message back. A text. It says, um, bad time. Can't talk now. He, he digs his claws into his own palm this time, and <laughs> kind of curses under his breath. He rubs his face. I can't right now. There's nothing I can do about it. I need to get back to work. And then I'll see you after the shift. Oh, God. Um, <sighs> as you walk back, you get another message. It says, uh, Sis gone. <laughs> he replies immediately. Yeah. You think I heard what is happening? Like all caps, many, many exclamation points, question marks, all of it. Says, uh, Raid didn't make it out. Sorry. There's so many emotions going through his head on this dark, empty street. He's just thinking, and he's trembling in anger. The first question he can think to get out to them is, why was she there? She was never supposed to be there. He sends you back the little shrug emoji. What? He resists the temptation to smash it into the ground. <laughs> he texts again. Update me when you can. 
hard period. You know it's cold anger. Okay. Uh, he says, um, Funeral? Question mark? Is she dead? He types back. Yeah, gone. He drops the crate and he slumps against the wall. And phone clatters to the side or whatever it is and he'll just cry for a while. I think that is where we're going to end our first episode here as Lyrax laments at the loss of his sister. He wasn't there to protect her. Will Constant find her way off of this planet? Will the two short men get enough money to get their ship fixed? And what is Lyrax going to do hearing about the state of Achilles and his sister? Well, you'll have to tune in next time in order to find out, ladies and gentlemen. I am Brandon Hatcher, your illustrious DM, and this has been Stardust and Dragons. We will see you next time. That was Christian Hatcher as Brendan Dianhart, Dan Wood as Flip O'Donnell, Max Morin as Lyrax Proudmain, Raina McGuire as Constance, and Brandon Hatcher as your DM. Stardust and Dragons is co-produced by Christian and Brandon Hatcher and Caleb Patrick. This episode was edited by me, Christian Hatcher, with additional editing by Eric Robinson. If you like our content, the best way to support us is to find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash speakeasyproductions. There, you can find our Discord, art, and special deals on how you can get more involved with our community. For more information, make sure to look us up at stardustanddragons.com. And remember, our adventure is in the stars.